Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 255 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. You almost forgot to say your name. I literally was waiting for Tiffany to say I'm <laughs> Tiffany, and I'm not lying. It's been two months. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by Jessica Beck. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you for having an easy name. I super appreciate that. <laughs> so today we have a special guest. Everyone say hello and welcome to Mia. Hello. How are you? Phenomenal. This lady is multitasking. She's cooking bread right now. She's on a pod with us. (laughs) I am. I am baking bread. I didn't want to work this afternoon, so I decided to make bread. Totally understand that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've done that before with a banana bread. I'm like, you know what? I need to stand up for a little bit out of my chair and not look at my computer. So banana bread perks of working that were from going home. bad. The bananas right? were going bad. So mm-hmm. I decided to make the yeasted banana bread. I have yeast. We should do that. I mean there I are send you the recipe. There are four yes, bananas please. sitting on the counter waiting to be turned into something. Because right now they're just turning into mush. They're too ripe, I can't eat them. Yeah. They're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go onto the ripeness scale of bananas. Oh, I'm, it's gotta be just right. Fun fact though. Did you know you get different health benefits on every stage of a banana? Yeah. No. It's pretty cool. I'll have to find the, the cool little meme I These found. Us, because Katie, you everything... can't just drop that and then be like, oh, I don't actually know all, what it is, but yeah, I'm that's sorry. True. I'm sorry. Do you peel your bananas from the bottom like monkeys? Yes. yes. You lying? No, no I'm, I'm not. I really I do. do. It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't get like that smash top which i shouldn't yeah. care about anyway because i always take the top off because apparently that's where spiders can live and i get freaked out okay she like read that probably once when she was 12 and has never eaten the tip of a banana nope. ever since nope never <laughs> can't do it <laughs> anyway this is not a banana podcast but we are banana stands <laughs> yeah i'm a banana stand unlike <laughs> tiffany and sarah who are not banana stands and are not welcome on this episode because of that so i'm a keg stand hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we are going to be discussing today are some of our favorite harry potter relationships some relationship hot takes Ooh, la, la. which i realized when i texted about this it accidentally autocorrected to hot cakes and i didn't realize that for about two weeks and when i went back into there i was like that's embarrassing um and also a little precursor pancakes yeah yes. right um if we like we're not this is just our personal opinions about these ships like oh, we you, support Katie. everyone's <laughs> love of whatever ship you want to ship canon or non-canon um so please don't be upset if we bash something that you like <laughs> but first Unless let's it's go. like inherently problematic okay Correct. yeah we'll go with that that's true yeah um but first before we get into what is going to be an interesting episode let's go to meg for the weekly profit i will also not talk to anybody who has anything to say to me about remus and lily okay we're not doing this we're not doing this they are perfect 
forget James. <laughs> but not baby James. No. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. Puff Puff Jess. A short stack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh okay. Okay. Um weekly profit that's what i was doing hbo max is losing harry potter again again guys they can't stay anywhere i don't understand um they're moving back to peacock what but not the free peacock the five dollar per month premium tier peacock and apparently based on this article that i found it says that they're still on hbo max until august 31st so like you've got a couple weeks but they're going away soon is like why how are these deals like month long at a time that's what it feels like i know it's longer than that but like this changes the so often that they've been somewhere i will say yeah true but i think hbo warner brothers like they're they're going through it at the moment with like Something. the discovery purchase and so like yeah cw trashed a bunch of shows hbo max like removed a bunch of like their original made content like overnight Mm. a bunch of stuff is is dying it does say in this uh, this article i actually now (laughs) now that i'm reading what article i pulled it's from tomsguide.com i don't know who tom is tom riddle you know, maybe, but he Any says relation to Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Timmy's dad, Tom. If the Harry Potter films come back to HBO Max, and why wouldn't they? We expect they'd return for the eventual HBO Max and Discovery Plus merger. Oh shoot! I actually oh. didn't even realize that they bought Discovery Plus. I have Discovery Plus. We do. So Discovery does that mean that that's going to go away? Bought them. Oh, good. Wait, so does that mean my $5 a month Discovery Plus is going to get me HBO Max? (laughs) (laughs) Have a Suddenly we're going to get an email. Okay, we're going to be charging $14.99. I just really like to watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Yes. Discovery uh, Plus. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then also um, Little People Big World. I don't know why, but I do. And Crikey, it's the Irwins. And also all the old reruns of the crocodile hunter are on there so i just love the ones they're solid people i love the drama of little people big world like who's gonna buy the farm oh matt's putting it up for sale it's still for sale nobody wants it because he wants four million dollars but he wouldn't sell it to his kids to keep the farm in the family and family legacy matt is such a word i can't say on this podcast anyway this was very random so we already talked about bananas it it is what it is um we're hitting the gamut uh okay so make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because you know what we've talked about a lot of things already (laughs) maybe they'll like us someone's gotta like something about us (laughs) we're such an eclectic mix um subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at swish flick cast if you would like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast 
Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish Swag Boxes, which by the time this episode airs, they should have all shipped because mm-hmm. we actually have, I know I said, I said that they were going to ship in July and then I forgot about everything we were doing in the second half of July, but they are going to ship the, the first like six days of August, which I am pretty impressed with us. Which for, is probably the so. best we've done in a long time um thank you all so much for your support we appreciate you guys so much and i am literally all over the place today so this is gonna be great um we are always accepting potter stories if you would like to send those to us or just any fun things questions or concerns you can do so to our email which is swishflickcast at gmail.com you ever feel like you're just saying swishflickcast over and over and over again yes swish swag Mia, do you want to go over your little terminology glossary thing that you put in here? Which we really appreciated. Some little buzzwords, things we might say during this episode so you all know what it means. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, as as an annoying professor, I don't know what what levels of of knowledge of nerd that people are listening to to the podcast with. So uh, when we decided that this was what we were going to talk about, I figured that having a little terminology glossary would be kind of helpful um, to talk about relationships and that sort of thing. So common buzzwords. Um, So things like canon versus fanon. Um, So canon being, you know, the original source material. Uh, I know that we all like to debate, you know, what is considered Harry Potter canon as far as like books only. Do we include movies? Do we include Cursed Child? Yeah, it's hard with the movies because, like, some things go against the book. So I feel like, yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it depends. Yeah. Um, Especially, like, because so fanon is this, like, fan-invented information that, like, supplements canon, right? And so it's like, well, if some of the, because was it Heyman? Is he the the fellow that wanted Harry and Hermione? No, no, it's Yates. No, no, it was whoever wrote the script. Right, hold on, I'll find it. Script. Someone came in and tried to mess stuff up. Yeah, Steve Close. Steve Close. Steve Close. I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's like he forced Fanon to become canon. Yeah, right. Sort of, sort of vibes. Um, so like a little subcategory then of fanon would be head cannons, which we've talked about quite, quite frequently. Um, but where a, a person kind of invents a piece of, of fanon that they really buy into, but is it maybe necessarily accepted, uh, by like the general fandom. So, uh, like, you know, Remus and Lily absolutely having to need it to be together. Mm-hmm. Megan can totally head cannon that. Well, and here's the thing, like the difference is like, yes, I I love them in a relationship together. My headcanon, my realistic headcanon, I guess, for like the actual source material is that they totally crushed on each other. But Remus felt like he could not approach her because of James. Yeah, he couldn't break that trust. So that that's my like realistic headcanon. Now, if I could have everything that I wanted with Harry Potter (laughs) which I cannot it would be that they actually wound up together and 
you know, Neville could take care of things. It's fine. Neville um, is very capable of supporting capable. this series. Okay. Neville Longbottom and the. Yeah, for sure. God, can you imagine the anxiety? <laughs> I would relate <laughs> to the books even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So then just a couple of other terms that are all kind of interconnected, but um, we started talking about ships and shipping. Um, so obviously this is just rooting for two characters to get together romantically. Um, I will say there's some really gross stuff in terms of like shipping real world people. Um, mm. Not, a, not about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Don't, mm-hmm. don't do that. Uh, yeah. Like, that's a good point. No, you mean like the people who like had a countdown for Millie Bobby Brown's 18th birthday? That, you know, uh, I think that that happened to Emma Watson as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's like, not it's okay. Just, it, there's just a weird crossing of lines. Like, it's it's one yeah. thing when we're talking about characters versus real human beings. Um, yeah. Where are you guys at in Grey's Anatomy? This completely. <laughs> We're in the middle of season five. We're in five? Yeah. When oh, this is a good season. Four? Have you met Arizona? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's some weird stuff that happened in the Grey's Anatomy world of like shipping Jessica Capshaw, who plays Arizona, with real humans, even though she's married with children. Hmm. okay people get weird I feel like a lot of that kind of stuff happens nowadays too with like um social media people who like share relationships on social media and then like if something happens to their relationship like how difficult that is sometimes for like there was a couple TikTok couples that that I had followed for a while and then like stuff happened and it's like the the need for information from their followers of like every time she would post a video or every time she was live, like it would just be constant. Like, what happened? Why did you break up? Like, what's the drama? Just like, just like hounding her. And it's like, that is not cool. That is not mm-hmm. cool. So we're just going to make a blanket statement that says don't ship real people that you don't know and interact with yeah even if you do even if you do Mm -hmm. just just support the people you love okay yeah (laughs) mind your mind your own business mia has a soapbox i do it grosses me out to no end like yeah you don't know what you're wading into um okay otps of course you're one true pair one true pairing um so it's like you're your tippy top this, this relationship above <laughs> everybody else forever live in your heart mm-hmm. uh-huh um and then I, I threw in just a little bit of fan fiction ship terminology just because i didn't know if that was going to play a role in terms of how you decided on who was your favorites um if fan fiction came into play or not got it um, that's good good thinking so uh, you have like het fix slash fix and then fem slash fix, um, which are obviously heterosexual couples. Slash is going to be male and male, uh, and then fem slash is female and female. There's a lot of really 
interesting discourse um, in terms of wanting a separate category for fem slash um, than than from slash fix that I remember reading about. Uh, and then of course AU alternate or alternative universes. Um, so you've got your canonical characters, but potentially in like a different universe or setting or, or timeline um, sort of stuff. Like I remember reading a, a fic of like Harry Potter characters, but in, I don't know if it was like Lord of the Rings oh, like, oh sort of setting. Like it went off and was very strange. Um, anyway, so just some, some different terms, things, if people listening didn't think that far into the series yeah this stuff gets deep for real truly well it was there a mess were... before all the books were out <laughs> some of the fan fiction that i read <laughs> let me tell you yeah. i was all about it that i mean honestly fan fiction was one of like the biggest things that sarah and i connected on in high school like we both read so much potter fan fiction um and that would be like what we would have conversations about like in high school did you all waste all of your family's ink printing out (laughs) i would um, copy of all of the internet stories like why do we feel the need to do that (laughs) and i would actually do it at school (laughs) (laughs) and there was this one uh, and you know what a long time ago i mentioned it on the podcast and somebody found it for me and I'm I have it saved somewhere but I'm blanking on the name but it was this like Ron Hermione fanfic it was seriously like I kid you not like over 70 chapters and I printed that thing out (laughs) oh my gosh I feel like there was a time where like you just weren't sure if if things were gonna stay up either yeah and stay in existence so it was like I have to print this out now that I found it so that I always have it because what if it, it gets taken down and then it's not there anymore? Yeah, truly. There, and it's so, oh my gosh, it's so funny. We, at LeakyCon, we listened to Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them live. And they hilarious. talked about, oh, first of all, yes, they're so hilarious. Funny. But second, um, they, t- they mentioned the website Checkmated. And I lost my mind because I was like, oh my God, I lived on that website. It was specifically a fan fiction website about Ron and Hermione. It was like every single fic on there was a Ron Hermione fanfic. And this was before they were actually together. So it was like, I mean, when I was really into it, it was like post goblet when like order wasn't out yet. Okay the in-between and they were like oh yeah you guys remember checkmate it and I was like I looked at Katie I'm like oh my god I loved that website oh my god um and that was that was where I read that one fanfic and actually I wonder if checkmate exists anymore you can bet your butt I'm going to look right now (laughs) it sure does not (laughs) darn anyway yeah it was all about way back machine oh probably yeah you're right probably <laughs> one of those like archive websites mm-hmm. um set it to wumbo <laughs> <laughs> um 
<laughs> before we okay before we dive into actual relationships mia have we have you been on an episode before no <gasps> like not the ball like not even a, the ball a felix files yet no oh shoot okay well we have no. to get your potter profile we gotta we gotta uh, do it okay uh, i'm sorry to drop right. this on you out of nowhere no, but... it's fine i think i remembered to look it up uh beforehand okay, okay just in case Hold on. Uh, gonna, <laughs> you think you remembered to look it up i'm gonna pull up case. a little uh our little prompt so we know for sure oh let's see i'm gonna steal this from the episode that marcus was in okay well your house you throwing it in hot a lot of people okay. know it but what's your house uh so it's ravenclaw the best house tm Cacau. I mean, it's a it's a good one. It's the best house. That far, but it's a good it's one. It's been trademarked. Facts are facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. My wand is a black walnut wood with a phoenix feather core. Ooh. Ten and three quarter inches, and unyielding flexibility. Dang. Like is that what it is? I couldn't Bellatrix remember. Is unyielding, yeah. Hers might be um, maybe, that you know, for black walnut. I don't know. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Patronus is a deer hound. Cool. Is nice. is that cool? Yeah, yeah, those are so cute. Are they cute? I don't know. Aren't they like those like big dogs? <gasps> they I feel like, like they're really leggy. Dog. They are they're very really leggy. leggy. They are, but they're cute. Aww. Okay. Oh, it does look like the serious. That is a serious dog. Okay. All right. Aww. All right. I take it back. Very cute. Perfect. And they're from Scotland. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, it Bellatrix's kind of, wand is It has like walnut. a little goatee. It, it does. Is. Oh, God. Check out the legs on this dude. <laughs> <laughs> look at his tail. <laughs> oh, it's so awkward. I love it. It's cute. <laughs> that tracks um <laughs> favorite book and movie uh it it tends to to shift um honestly i'd probably have to say five on both counts like book and movie yes uh, wow another five that's rare know, that's, that's very rare. rare i also really enjoy six Me which too. is part of the problem even though the movies are completely different from the mm-hmm. books uh but just as like standalone movies you know yeah. they're solid and the soundtracks are banging i watch like, five so often i actually I haven't watched it in a long time but that's usually the one where I, it's either one or five when i sit down five. to put on harry potter i'm like mm, i feeling baby harry or umbridge <laughs> five is usually my go-to uh when i got to undergrad and I would kind of just let them play on loop overnight um, while I slept. It was usually five and then six. Uh, nice. That I would listen to. Um, yeah. Oh, favorite character. It's probably kind of cliche, but I'm probably going to say Hermione. She cool. Felt like the, She's the, 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 the first time I got to see like a, female character portrayed as like smart and didn't feel bad about it mm-hmm. yeah um, as an adult i do love mcg 
as far, mm-hmm. like she's my professor goals is, is McG kind of levels of, of teaching. I do have a better scoring system. I was going to say, just, just watch out. <laughs> my for scoring that. is much more reasonable. Uh, <laughs> but when I started my PhD program, my former professor and friend, um, she sent me McGonagall's wand as a, as a gift. Um, so that's, that's awesome. That's there. Uh, and how I got into Potter. Um, well, I was in, I want to say, second grade, maybe. And I think my mom bought me the first three or four books. And I read to chapter five. No. I hadn't read Diagon Alley yet. So I read like one, two, four and stopped. <laughs> it's like, this is stupid. I'm Why done. did we all do this? <laughs> I literally then, did this exact same thing like four times. And then like a year later, I was like, Ma, I'm out of books. We have to go to my bookstore, which is Pages for All Ages. But I was like, I need more books. We have to go. And she's like, I bought you four of the biggest books I've ever seen in my entire life. Go read those. <laughs> uh, so then I restarted it and read it. And then I always say that she created a monster because mm-hmm. I have since read them an ungodly amount of times that's like not fit to say on the internet uh, <laughs> so there you have it nice. so now I'm obsessed unfortunately yeah, I don't know what it was I like had I just read one more chapter that first time I picked it up what if you had never picked it up again I know I think about that sometimes and I can't I actually I can't oh I saw the movie that's why I picked it up Mm-hmm. That's me too. I saw the first movie before I then was like, oh, oh I, I get, get it. it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, I think that's pretty reasonable. A lot of people just like to be able to see something. Uh, it's just so yeah. weird because like I was such a big reader as a kid and like I don't it's not like like there are a lot of stories with Potter where it's like that was what got me into reading on and on and on. But like that wasn't the case for me. Like I was I was really big into actually Babysitter's Little Babysitter's Club Little Sister Karen books. Especially the I, one where she broke her arm. Oh my god, I was obsessed with the one where she broke her arm. I don't know why. She was roller skating and she broke her arm. Anyway. I love you, Meg. I was like, I was a huge reader and it was I don't know what made me. Was just it ever stop. like was it ever like fantasy adjacent? Or was it all like, like did I read fantasy? Yeah. Or was that too far of a, a, a you know? I did read like Witch reading. Witch by Ra, Ra Dahl. Ra, Rold. Rold Dahl. Rold Dahl. <laughs> um, I, I did read Witch Witch, but I can't remember if I read that before or after Potter. Um, I guess maybe, yeah, I wasn't necessarily as into fantasy until I, until I finally read through Potter. It was more so just like trying to remember what books I like was I was I was really into the the babysitters club little sister books I don't know I don't know I don't know interesting Marguerite brought up the boxcar children I used to my mom love those those. and also uh Brandon brought up Nancy Drew I did like those a lot too oh I also read oh there's the first yawn um I did I did also read um Oh my God, what is wrong with me today? Little Goosebumps. House on the Prairie. 
goosebumps. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. No, I was too my scared. My cousin read Goosebumps, and I just saw the cover of one of those, and I was like, <laughs> animorphs. Oh, yeah. and I was also really into like the, the American girl. Me out. <laughs> they were so serious. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I remember the animorphs. They had like the, picture... the evolution of the people, like into whatever creature. Yeah, like on the thing. Oh my god! Yeah, and, like the lizards and like mm, no, not for me. I, was, I, I was have really, I was really into um, American Girl books, like the stories about the American Girl dolls. That's cool though. They're super historical. I really liked historical fiction, which is so not my jam anymore. Like I don't know who that girl was. <laughs> because it's not me i don't know who that is i don't know who that is because i even like those like those like diary ones of like historical like it was like young girls in different time periods and like their life like that's what i liked i don't know anyway we can talk about relationships now oh but i'm going first and i'm scared okay you're scared yeah i don't know just been like just been like anxious today let's just like say your i mean it could just be a a conversation yeah it's like go in an order yeah i just put an order because you know it was the easiest but you just bring up someone that some that you like and if we have the same ones we'll talk about it and then we can say other ones it's all good also discord drop drop your your relationships you want yeah everybody do like a lightning bolt and do your OTP. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do we want to get? Uh, well, that's not canon. We'll start. We'll start with a canon. We'll start with canon. Okay. We'll start with canon. Yeah. What's your favorite canon pairing? Truthfully, I think it probably is Remus Tonks. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, I just really like that these two people that probably never should have found each other did and they did create happiness for each other it was very short-lived and I have a lot to say about that but I think it was actually true happiness there when everything finally came together should we start playing happiness by Taylor Swift yeah of course <laughs> but copyright <laughs> probably not um Let's see. The I episode pulled... removed immediately. Right. Yeah. I pulled like just some like articles to back me up a little bit. I will say Wizarding World has one that, and I'm not even going to bring it up because the title just makes me sad. Why Lupin and Tonks' romance is one of Harry Potter's greatest tragedies, which I agree with because like, well, you it know... was the recreation. I think that, yes. I think that that's what made their relationship so important. Like it seems, I mean, Obviously, we know who the important characters are. Um, but Remus is such a good secondary character. He's first in my heart. Right, totally. Um, but to like have Harry's one of Harry's dad's best friends like recreate the tragedy of his best friend's mm-hmm, death mm-hmm. like with the second war like dang the marauders were just cursed but like it i hate i hate saying that like 
showing that because like what's the author's reasoning it was like basically to show that um I think history repeats itself and and also uh, like always so going that to be tragedies and it's yeah there's always going to be tragedies and consequences in many different ways when it comes to war mm-hmm. and then Harry got to become a godfather and blah blah blah, blah and blah. he got to be the godfather that Sirius wanted to be for him right for Teddy right um, something I found on Reddit that I liked was like they said like both of them have their problems obviously is it a match made in heaven no is it a match made in love and compassion yes I really liked that a lot and then someone Truly. else said I always felt like Remus would have loved her more because he had no one and she fought to be the one there I really appreciated that too like he needed someone to be like no I I'm choosing you and needed someone to say that out loud and mean it um yeah yeah I also really like the odd parallel this is kind of a weird parallel that is mostly based in fanon and headcanon for us a little bit based on conversations but I like the fact that we have Remus who in fanon is like just pushed so hard for Wolfstar with like him and Sirius <laughs> and the fact that Remus is gay and the fact that like lycanthropy is supposed to be a direct correlation to like AIDS, et cetera, et cetera, with Tonks, who we in our own headcanon have decided like is potentially non-binary and like her being a metamorphagus and being able to take on whatever she wants to be. Um, I like love them together because it's almost like this oddly weird queer, queer couple, couple yes. that isn't can't canonically queer you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's like we get this pairing of people who the fandom have said are queer um in a relationship together like that is canon you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and like the effort was put into the relationship even if some of it happens in off-screen Seville or whatever um, you know, the, the relationship itself is canon. There was discussion of it taking place, not just after the fact the author said, hey, they were in a relationship sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Your guys' uh, episode on Tonks is probably one of my favorite. I kind of want to go, re- like, okay. I kind of want to go listen to it. That and the Madame Maxime one. Um, surprised the it, heck out of me that it, one did surprise all me. it made me want to do was write a paper on gender norms in harry potter yeah <laughs> that's all i wanted to do after i finished listening to both do it we'll read it My live friends were like go write your dissertation <laughs> <laughs> so i did that instead i think what else i really like about these two is like there's so much unknown time that you can just create on your own like you can just Mm -hmm. make up how much time they did or didn't spend between missions at Grimald Place how much time they did (laughs) (laughs) you could yeah you could make that up too Uh, like well how much time Uh, how much time did they spend doing the horizontal mambo right Um, I was trying to keep this clean friends no I'm just kidding that was clean yeah I like what Brandon said about about them too because he said I also see Lupin and Tonks as a lesson to the readers and not waste time when it comes to love time is limited with your person yeah yeah so yes 
I agree. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That ship. Um, let's see. Should I go into a non-canon? Or do, do we, we all want to do canon? Yeah, yeah let's all do a canon. canon. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, a couple people in the chat said the one that I would probably pick. Um, book specifically Harry and Ginny um, which is kind of cliche but I appreciated in the books how you kind of saw the relationship develop um, I know I have a hard time with just shipping folks in general in a series that isn't about romance so to speak like the, mm-hmm. the plot was focused on other things um, but to see them kind of develop in a teenage fashion and, um, you know, that, that sort of build up, and then Harry and Six, it's just, I don't know, really funny to me to be reading, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. where he's talking about, like, the, the little monster in his chest and, yeah, you know, Jenny really coming into her own, and, and that was just excellent. Um, I feel like their relationship was, like, the most relatable as a kid reading it because it felt mm-hmm. the most real and the most that like you could actually maybe have comparative feelings with mm-hmm. at that age of reading it for the first time um totally yeah I think I struggle with wanting to like it <laughs> because like the whole she looks exactly like his mother thing is just maybe a little little weird yeah it's like they literally like recreated lily and james Mm -hmm. which just felt unnecessary but like jenny from like order the phoenix and and half blood prince jenny is excellent Mm -hmm. um so i i enjoyed them as far as canon relationships so they wouldn't be high school sweethearts, but would they be called like Hogwarts sweethearts? Yeah, I think so. So would you call anyone who's stuck together after Hogwarts? University unions. <laughs> <laughs> See myself out. <laughs> I I mean I always liked Harry and Ginny. I I it was like a very expected ending for Harry, mm-hmm. which was a little bit like meh, but also it was kind of what people wanted. Um which yeah, is a nice thing sometimes. Her her book character was just so good yeah. that like it still felt okay, even if it was practical. Like yeah. at least she still had her own, you know, self. Yeah. And she um, is like a good agency she's a good like balance to Harry where she is like so much smarter and so cool like so much more cool and like honestly I think more sporty I mean she's the one that went to go play for professional Quidditch team not Harry so um I just think that they they like they're alike enough but also like balance each other out at the same time Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, and I'm not saying anything negative about Ron and Hermione in the slightest. But you better I not. Like, <laughs> I would not. I would not. Um, but I feel like they're, you know, further on further ends of the spectrum from one another. That maybe Harry and Ginny are a little bit closer together. Um, but Ginny also has her own kind of thing going on, and didn't feel the need to sacrifice any of that you know 
for to to be with Harry or anything like that. Um, also, she puts him in his place, which mm-hmm. I also appreciated. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> and like continues to in Cursed Child. So like the character yeah. continues on, which I appreciate. They they are a good couple in Cursed Child still. Like, mm-hmm. um, and everybody has the their films. their peppers and <laughs> yeah, opinions the, about Cursed Child, but. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do enjoy their relationship in that as well. Now, Ron and Cursed Child's another conversation. Um, does anybody have anything else to say about Harry and Ginny before? All I have to I say to is we favorite. got, huh? I said before I go on to my favorite. Oh, we also got Magic School Mates and Hogwarts Honeys, and I Hogwarts just Honeys needed the shut those out. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um I since I read Order of the Phoenix hardcore shipped Ron and Hermione to the point where it was my personality for a while (laughs) like (laughs) when I tell you all I did at home was read Ron and Hermione fan fiction and role play Ron and Hermione in the muggle net chat rooms and (laughs) chat rooms oh my gosh it was yeah I I wanted them to be together so badly and honestly like looking back and like rereading these books now as an adult and like looking back on that like I still see the little like instances where it's clear that they like each other but I don't know if I necessarily am like as enamored with them as a couple as I was whenever it was like they I didn't know if they were going to end up together. So it was like this whole process of being like, oh, I really want them to be together. And then like reading the fifth or reading the sixth book and like, you could tell that like it wanted to happen, but it didn't. And then like getting to the seventh one and like the beginning, they are like, they clearly like kind of have something going on. And then, you know, me being me read so fast, they didn't even notice that they kissed. And then I had to go back and reread it. They never got together. But I obviously knew that. No, I knew they ended up together because of the epilogue. epilogue. But like, I didn't know that they kissed in the Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like some of that, though, is like just a product of getting older and like not relating as much to children and the back and forth of like a teenage romance sort of a thing. Like, yeah, that's why sometimes we don't we don't want to do that anymore. Like, give me the stability. (laughs) I know. Like sometimes I. I have like I still enjoy reading YA books but I have to be in the mood to read a YA book and it has to be the right kind of YA book so like Mm -hmm. YA quote romance is not nearly as exciting to me now that I have discovered contemporary romance (laughs) so like yeah well it's really interesting going back because of all of the reading y'all have gotten me to do in the last year you're welcome Uh, I mean truly (laughs) the way that reading got like pushed aside and whatever during my PhD like I did not get to read for fun anymore um so the minute that was done homie just started reading uh (laughs) yeah but so like even just the differences in like Throne of Glass versus Akatar or Crescent City like very up like ooh, they're gonna hold hands 
I don't I did I mean no spoilers or anything but I did get to a part in the book that I'm at in Throne of Glass and I was like oh that was nice (laughs) (laughs) what year was this now what year was this when this was happening yeah I was like oh I liked I liked that scene (laughs) because like leading up to that it's just been yeah basically like they're gonna hold hands they're gonna lay in together they're gonna kiss to black (laughs) right we we did not see anything i'm like come on give it to me and i do remember like the seventh book coming out and like i had god i had dived so deep into romine fan fiction and i was just like come on like give us something with them like something more than just holding hands or a kiss but like you know that that wasn't relevant to the story so like it was never gonna happen but that didn't mean I wanted it any less (laughs) I'm I'm really interested to know for y'all how much like fan fiction played into shaping what your favorite relationships or favorite characters were like in I think books off screenville. Yeah, I think know, I think like else. so much. I think a lot. Yeah. So yeah, much. Like which is interesting. Like, yeah. Cause that's like that's what I kind of like am thinking in my head now, like doing this reread. I'm like, why was I so obsessed with Ron and Hermione? And I think it's fan fiction. I think that the I think fan fiction was the answer. Like when when there was, mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully thankfully whenever I got into Potter it was more towards the end of that waiting period between Goblet of Fire and Order so I I got lucky (laughs) I didn't have to wait as long as a lot of people however that meant that there was a lot of content out there that was already created for me to take in and I mean I guess at that point I was only 12 I think when the movie came out 11 and then maybe turned 12 I'm trying to think did it actually come out in 2001 it did didn't it I think so Mm -hmm. so okay so I was 11 so I'm guessing I didn't really get into like the fan fiction until maybe I was like 13 I think sounds Mm -hmm. like a really plausible age for me to get in that and then also like this sounds really bizarre but like the like the like we didn't have like we had like a desktop computer but like I had like limitations to like how long I could be on it because it, it wasn't the like phone you could line just be on the like, couch swiping right, through your like phone there was, like there was like I it was like during the summers when I could stay up really late and then like I could be on it whenever we weren't getting phone calls like in the middle of the night and like my parents didn't care as much or didn't know maybe that I was doing it at midnight um yeah. <laughs> and like I, I would actually, for a while, we only had one computer in the house. And for a while, I would like sneak out of my bedroom <laughs> to go to, I think it was in the living room for a long time. And then like, it would wake my parents up because I would like be turning the lights on and all that kind of <laughs> I just swore, you I'm know? sorry. So yeah, I would like sneak into the living room or if there was a period of time where it was in the dining room, it kind of like moved around our house. And then eventually when I was maybe like early 15, I finally convinced my parents to just let me have the computer in my room because they were so tired of me like, and they didn't use it. I mean, my dad had a computer at work and didn't want to touch one when he came home. So like Mm -hmm. (laughs) he didn't care or anything like that. And then, yeah, like dang the dial up. So anyway, that I'm aging myself, but 
it was genuinely like a process to like take in this content a uh, much more mm-hmm. of a process then than it is now um I- where i literally have a fanfiction.net app on my phone that i could just be like boop 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 right yep. search something um yeah. i remember being awake until like like there i didn't on the weekends i wouldn't have like a limitation per, per se but like i knew that like it might not have been totally smiled upon that i was up so late and i mean i'd be up until like two three in the morning like role-playing with friends online and like it was it wasn't this nice smooth mac keyboard it was like you know so i'd be like typing so quiet type a little paragraph like this is what i'm gonna do next and you're trying to be quiet yes just trying so hard not to wake anyone up because i didn't want to stop and i didn't yeah and it was you know 3 a.m or something right Um, yeah I think there's something to be said for like the additional content shaping your views when you didn't have the entire series you know at your fingertips yet yeah um I think it played a huge role yeah I mean mean, I've had in in other fandoms but like I would read one fan fiction that completely shaped a different character to the point that if I ever went back and tried to rewatch the show I was irritated with that character even though the things that happened in the fanfic didn't happen in the show right like, now right. I hate you this is yeah. this is a problem though I mean uh, it's definitely fan fiction and like fanon as to why I love the Marauders the way that I do because mm-hmm. we don't get that much information really at all in the books we get none of it about their Truly. their youth really you know great imaginations and but, ran oh with my it God. With stories yeah the way that the whole thing shaped whew, it's I think it's I think that is almost better than like the actual series <laughs> like everything that's out there is just so fun yeah totally I think too a lot of fan fiction um that I read made me really hate Victor Crumb and like oh no, truly there's no reason for me to dislike him I actually put Hermione and Victor as a pairing to talk about because sometimes looking back as an adult I wonder if that would have been the better pairing for her um I mean he respected her he I, but I guess maybe they didn't have as much to talk about I don't know I'm There's like a bit of age, age. Yeah, I know it's only like three ish years. Okay, but what but... about Siri? No, Snape and Hermione. That makes me want to vomit. I have a lot of <laughs> uh, feelings about that one. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, don't but yeah, get I, it. so much That's Ron abuse. Hermione. <laughs> you ship abuse. Gross. <laughs> Um, so much Ron Hermione fan fiction just like absolutely bashed Crumb. Like a lot totally, of... totally shaped my opinion of him. I I think I'm I'm gonna get, you know, burnt at the stake. Uh, but most oh of the fanfic that I read, which keep in mind this was pre definitely pre Half Blood Prince at a at a minimum. Um was Dramione, Draco and her. Uh, so it was pre he had completely joined the Nazis. Um, and, you know, I want to 
that was a popular strays to write about. I want to bring home all the strays and try to fix them. So it's not surprising that I enjoyed reading uh, that sort of thing. Um, did I ever ship them in the actual series? No, absolutely not. He was a trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just awful. Like no, so, yeah, no. Uh, but some some people on the internet are really great, gifted, talented writers that have completely shaped how you can view a character, and um, yeah. you know that that came into play quite quickly. Didn't ha- hurt that like Tom Felton and Emma Watson are gorgeous human beings, <laughs> right? So there's that. Uh, that is a pairing that people ship all the time mm-hmm. that I'm like, if they want it to happen, it'll happen. But like, let's not be like, we're not shipping real, be together. real world people. Leave yeah. them alone. But the, I mean, we can say that they look cute together. Yes. Yes. Because they do. Perfectly fine. Like those videos of like them riding the skateboard together in California mm-hmm. melt my heart. <laughs> they like, look so happy. The- the reunion special when yeah. they saw each other stop please. i know too. but uh snape and hermione no mm. just no i don't get it i don't understand it well that was like one of those things that i probably like i believe it was like you know fanfiction.net whatever and i probably mm-hmm. saw it and went what and clicked on it and then went oh no and never had to go back to it you know uh-huh yeah. why is it a thing like i i truly there's, don't listen, understand there's a couple of interesting pairings i've also seen serious hermione i've also seen remus hermione mm-hmm. why because they're both book nerds like the, these are that was who are old enough to be their parents stop mm-hmm. yeah listen hermione kindled the bluebell flames between her and Snape when she lit him on fire. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 80. 80. No. I agree. Absolutely no. not. It's just, uh, it's just not a fan. I, I truly can't make sense of it because that's abuse. And yeah. We, nope. don't, we don't support that here. Um, <laughs> Brandon. So... <laughs> but like it's if it's joint trauma because like there are so many people that are on board with that ship and i i just mm. no nope, not for so me so much no are there any other canon pairings that we want to talk about before we move on to maybe some of our favorite non-canon pairings i want to give a shout out to molly and arthur I think they're a pretty That's dynamic a duo. Yeah, they are a good couple. Yeah. After um, uh, listening to your Molly series, it's a quality, quality ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Megan from Swish and Flick. I wanted to tell you all about Book of the Month. I love the curated list of books that is available every month. It makes it so easy to find something for you. Book of the Month focuses on new and upcoming authors. It's really helped me to venture beyond my regular genres. I am so excited at the start of every month to see what Book of the Month has picked. And what's better than getting a cute blue box in the mail with a book in it? I was so excited to see this month The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren was a pick. You guys know how much I love their writing. 
I've already started it, and it's everything you could expect from a Christina Lauren novel. Book of the Month is offering a great intro offer for the month of May. You get your first book for $5 with the code PETALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, and shipping is always free. Head on over to bookofthemonth.com and use code PETALS. Um, and I also <laughs> Vernon and Petunia. Shout out to, to them. To the end. Shout out to Vernon together. and Petunia, two of the most hateful human beings. Just show, goes to show that everyone has has a pairing. <laughs> they found each other. Can find love. <laughs> yep, they sure did find each other. They found um, love in a hopeless place. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They created the hopeless place, but you know, it is what it is. Side note, LeakyCon had a hat this year that was Grunning's Drill. It they was did. like a trucker hat. Dope. And I was like, this is so cool. I cannot bring myself to wear it. No. You know, they were just all about the smooching. Lavender about building had a real relationship. To not be annoying, but it's just like the baby talk that gets me with her more than anything. I, I cannot. I cannot. If it was an episode of Swish that I was listening to, or if it was a post on the internet, something that I was reading that like people give Hermione a pass for dating Victor Crumb because you know he made her feel desirable right and then but people being rude and giving Ron a hard time for dating Lavender for the same reason um and I was like I feel like there was a difference between those relationships though in terms of Hermione actually potentially having some sort of feelings for Rick from whereas it felt to me as an individual reader uh that Ron was just with Lavender to make Hermione jealous. Yeah, there, I, there's but, definitely a difference. Like, I'm not here to poop all over Ron <laughs> <laughs> for being with Lavender. That's an image. <laughs> that way, um, not in that way. Hard pass. But he was a hundred percent doing this to be petty with the intention of making Hermione jealous. I do not think that that was Hermione's intention with, with going out with, with Crumb. Yeah, I mean, yes. No, because you see her do it feel. with McLagan in six. Right. Like, you know when she's doing that. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't think Ron had any feelings for Lavender. No. At all. Nope. He just wanted maybe to which practice Which makes me feel bad for Lavender. Which makes me yeah. feel bad for her. Yeah. Um, I have to feel love's clean sting. <laughs> Is it clean or keen? Oh, I don't know. I always thought it was clean. <laughs> I think it's keen. I think you're correct. <laughs> Can you please make that the episode title? <laughs> yes. <laughs> love's clean sting. It's happening. Katie, I love you. <laughs> Mr. Clean. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Wait, I have one more. I should Mr. Quick clean one. and and Aunt Jemima, sorry. I, I shipped Mr. Clean and Mr. Bubbles. Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> Is that like oh. scrubbing bubbles? Yeah, no, that one. The bubbles. No, the bubble. Oh, do you mean the brush? I thought you meant Mr. Bubbles, like the bubble bath. 
I don't know. He's a pink bubble man. Yeah, that's Mr. Bubble. That's the, oh, okay. bubble that's the one okay. I met. <laughs> and talk about scrubbing bubbles. Unfortunately, the only gift that I can find is this man in the bathtub. So I'm oh, it, oh. I there. see it. I see it though. He's there. <laughs> oh, wait. Why did I think that Mr. Bubble's mouth was like a swimsuit? <laughs> Like just in the glance at the box. Like, <laughs> <sighs> okay, I have one quick mention for a can. Oh, man, that stuff was the best. That's whenever it was powder. Oh it's man, so I don't think I it anymore. Disney World used to have powder soap in all the bathrooms whenever I was a child. I never experienced that. It was the thing. It was like nostalgic. Whenever you saw powder soap, I was like, I'm home. I'm at Disney. And then they took it away. And they put in liquid. <laughs> so dumb. Hagrid and Madame Maxine. Okay, yeah. Fair, fair. We can give them some airtime. I'm sad. Airtime. Okay. I'm sad they didn't like they aren't still together because the two of them had the whole world making these preconceived ideas of them and they totally could have overcome it together. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Wonders if like Hagrid was <laughs> dang it, Brandon. Dang it. <laughs> that broke me. Um, <laughs> um I don't even know what I was saying anymore. I, I truly don't. <laughs> See what it's like to be on the other here? side of the shenanigans? <laughs> I would not uh do well. I'm not gonna apologize though. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna apologize. I don't know know that he would have had the not emotional maturity, but I don't know that Hagrid wanted to be tied down. Mm. He had too much love to give. You know, I like that. All right. A new head accepted. I mean, that's how I'm getting myself through it. Uh, yeah the idea that he didn't get to have kids makes me very sad so i tell myself that he just got to be everybody's favorite uncle instead yeah he's a dog dad a dog dad he really is so technically four dogs little fine i'm still not over that harry didn't name his kid ruby right i mean like that was literally like on a platter yeah and it's cute. It's so cute. It I'm sorry, Ruby but it's kind of weird to have two kids both named after your parents. I don't know. Like, but... I love my mom. I do. She's the best mom I've ever had. <laughs> I'm not going to name my child after her. Yeah. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call her up right now because I clearly have her number. She follows y'all on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> tell her that we said hi. But in my story, Mia said <laughs> <laughs> hello to Mia's mom. Damn. Just randomly. Y'all just out here putting me on blast like that. Okay. Can we just can we just have it say Mama Mia and have it playing Dancing Queen in the background? I mean, that's what like all of my coaches and friends like called her. Oh, I mean, I'm not original. I've got news no, for her, you. Her license plate says Mama Mia. That's oh my amazing. god. That's adorable. Yeah. 
It's real cute. Real cute. Mama What's me. wrong with Mario? What's wrong with Mario? Are his um, arms on backwards? <laughs> they do look it. <laughs> Katie. Yes. What is your favorite non-canon pairing? Should I open this up now? Well, I feel like we should save that for our OTP. Okay, that is my OTP. Okay. Ooh, it's tough. I do, I'm going to just say two. I do enjoy Wolfstar. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Remus Sirius. Um, but I'm also like really curious about Ginny Luna. I would have loved Ginny Luna. I just like, I don't know. Remus Sirius, best friends could totally see i think as brandon said like yeah they something happened you know once a weekend um yeah yeah but with Ginny and luna it's like you've got Ginny who's like so headstrong but then you have luna who's also headstrong in her own way where she just like owns her who she is and Ginny does that too but they're just like drastically different people at the same time yeah i get it yeah they curious i think they make so much more sense to me like if you want to talk about people who are very different but have some similarities that would make sense together like an opposites attract sort of thing Mm -hmm. um as opposed to like hermione and luna could never happen (laughs) um like at all right yeah Uh, anyway i Um, i mean i like jenny and luna i for me like between those two the most like realistic that I think could have actually happened and fit into canon is definitely Wolfstar like we don't need what how do I word this like we don't need to have seen Wolfstar even with everything that we see that happens in canon like it still would fit in that that could have been a thing you know what I'm saying yeah I mean, I would like to see it, but I'm just saying that like it fits into the actual storyline, which to me makes me think that it actually is like head. That would be that would be a good example of head canon because like we really believe you it. You have to create it. It's mm-hmm. widely accepted and it fits into canon without like drastically changing the storyline. Like it doesn't change anything in the storyline, and like Remus and Sirius could have some happiness. Mm-hmm. While James is swooning over Lily. I think if I were going to go changing the storyline, I really enjoyed um, the idea of Ginny and Blaze. Oh, um, that's interesting. Because I have some interesting thoughts about what if Ginny would have been a Slytherin. I think that she (laughs) could have been. Dude, Um, and I love that you know uh making that sort of connection uh maybe that's how Albus ended up in Slytherin too do you think that do you think that the Weasleys were kind of like unfortunately just grouped together with the sorting hat even though it may not necessarily have like suited all of them to be in Gryffindor like like, I wonder if by the time he got to Ginny, the sorting hat got to Ginny, they were just like, yeah, Gryffindor, without so actually taking a moment. Yeah, I was going to say, which Weasleys do you think 
could have potentially fit better in a different house. I think that Percy would have fit really well into Ravenclaw. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. And I think Maybe that Ginny would have fit well into Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Bill could have been Ravenclaw too, I think, yeah. I don't know about the twins. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, like, they I don't the feel theme. like Griff to me, but they also don't feel like anything else would fit better. The reason why I give them Gryffindor is because... Well, I don't know. I I falter, not falter. Default. Uh, I like go between. I don't know what word I was Defer? looking for. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just stop trying. It's fine. I'll figure out my words. Fluctuate. <laughs> yes. Just got it. <laughs> my headphones keep falling off. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com swish. Okay, back on. Um, I fluctuate between Gryffindor and Slytherin for them because of their ambition to open Weasley Wizard Wheezes, but then also their bravery to quit school and follow their dreams. Like, I guess, again, it just comes down to what did they value, and clearly it was bravery. Yeah. I thought of this right as everyone in the chat started saying it. What if they were in Hufflepuff? I could see the twins finding a home in Hufflepuff. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I don't know if I see I don't know if I see them in Puff. I Aubrey just suggested Charlie and Hufflepuff and I'm cool with that. I could see that. I still stick by Percy being Ravenclaw. Interesting. I do think that Ginny though. Ginny definitely could Ginny have felt like my my most aggressive like definitively i feel like she could be in slytherin like yeah totally no questions asked that is that is and so i wanted to read got it i wanted to read jenny with other slytherins yeah jenny pansy parkinson the gap also like draco has a face of a pug but maybe jenny would change her (laughs) like just picture draco being like the jerk that he is and Ginny also being a Slytherin coming and standing up for other non-Slytherins against Draco and being like that's not right don't be just like a chaos grenade it'd be great I like that I think that she could have could have done well in Slytherin yeah yeah I um yeah I would I would love to see has anybody read any Ginny Blaze fanfics and do you suggest any would they be called glaze 
Glee. <laughs> or Binny. Binny or Blinny. Oh, Blinny. Oh, Glinny. It's like Glizzy. Oh, God. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, there was one I read, but it was, they were not the focus. Um, so it was Draco and Hermione. And then there were some other characters like that the author had made up um that existed only in their their little fic um but i think they wanted to do more of that crossover um with with slytherin and tie together some of those connections so they had uh blaze and and Ginny getting together as well nice and ron was trash <laughs> in the story so you know there's that I feel like Ron can get a lot of hate via fan fiction. Oh, he totally he does. He does. He and you know, unless you find a good Romani, right? Yeah. Then he's awesome. Um, give me non-canon Meg. Okay, my favorite non-canon pairing that potentially could be canon, but isn't officially canon. Is it like absolutely head canon? absolutely yeah. head canon okay. albus and scorpius yeah yeah like, i want okay. this so much um heads up we are seeing the condensed cursed child in san francisco and i heard i heard <laughs> that they make it a little more scorbus in the condensed version also come on that's a cooler ship name scorbus and also they so like spoiler alert spoiler alert for cursed child if anybody cares please go ahead 30 seconds scorpius like kind of ends up with rose at the end and that is just so bogus and like that was not the vibe that i got the entire time i sat through that hours long play well where was where was she the whole time exactly he loves albus he loves him and I will die on this hill. <laughs> I'm serious. I agree a thousand percent. Thousand percent. Mia's dying because I think her bread was done and Mike came flying, <laughs> flying into the scene. Kind of like that scene where there's that Zoom call and that little kid bursts into that guy on the news and the mom comes flying in and grabs yeah. the child. I just truly like they are they are one of my it's it's just so rare and nice in this fandom to see positive Slytherin relationships um so to actually get like two good eggs in one story (laughs) just makes me happy like Scorbus is the best thing that came out of Cursed Child and I stand by that forever Scorbus is worth cursed child (laughs) and that is all i agree i feel like that's pretty pretty genuinely fandom wide accepted also it's a beautiful friends to lovers truly yes yes absolutely they literally grow up together and friends to lovers is my trope along with enemies to lovers (laughs) just saying basically meg's like as long as they end up lovers you story (laughs) well yeah you uh uh you know fake relationship 
somewhere along the way. Yeah. Good drama. Some other non-canon pairings that I was interested in exploring, which I have, I have not read anything on these pairings, but they seem like I would like them. Dean Seamus. I could be about that. I think that'd be cool. I could see that. Like just one afternoon in the Gryffindor common room. I think somebody in the chat, I can't remember where, and it's too far to scroll at this point. Um, but made like a thruple comment about the twins and Lee Jordan. <laughs> oh, I can see that. I don't hate it. That would be interesting. I also hmm. like sort of want to explore maybe like a Ginny Hermione. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just love Hermione because she's like bookish and cute and so, like, Hermione with anybody, except teachers. Don't. Just don't. Yeah, no teachers. Um, are there any other non-canon pairings that you mean, any of us have you, written down? You don't want, like, Hermione Trelawney? No, I don't think that would go over well. What about... There's, like, there's quite a few fanfics that are Hermione McGonagall. <laughs> What'd you Hermione say? would kill Trelawney. She, <laughs> she would. would. There's quite a few fanfics that are Hermione McGonagall. No. So no. Um, Brandon just said Hermione Lonnie. <laughs> Hermione Lonnie. <laughs> I don't like that my name is in the middle of that. <laughs> True. What about Lavender Brown and Pavarti? Okay. Parvati. I always say it wrong. I said I that wrong there. too. Parvati? out there giggling about something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what'd you Parvati, say any other parvity parvity any other not canon no, i think i said mine do we want to do otps sure I because think... the next things that we have are like hot takes or just interesting pairings like whether we agree or that not are gonna be interesting yeah <laughs> so I mean, ours is the same, correct? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who are you, David Rose? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, yes. <laughs> Looks like a real treat. <laughs> what am I going to do What now? am I going to do now? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Obviously, Megan are, Megan, Megan ours. Megan Mines. Eggers. <laughs> Keg. Keggers. Kegs. Kegs. OTP. <laughs> is Remus Lily. Now hear me out. Go hear ahead. I want to Meg would say this in a way that I can't and like she we agree on it all. So I understand. I, I understand they quote can't be together because Harry I I hear Why is everything got to be about Harry? Everything's got to be about freaking Harry Potter, okay? God. <laughs> kid is selfish. the chosen one. Um, so this, to me, Remus and Lily getting together is a no brainer, like genuinely, like looking at them in like fifth, sixth year of Hogwarts, they're perfect. They, they are perfect. Okay. Bookish peeps, academic, 
They could study together. They quotations. What? What? What'd you say? Nothing. Go to the room of requirement. I said quotations on study. Yeah. Uh, they both were prefix. They would have spent a lot of time together away from the marauders. Okay. Besides, like, yes, being in classes and stuff, I'm sure Remus obviously was hanging out with the marauders. But anytime there were like prefix things going on, it would have been him and Lily. And I think that, and I think that Remus absolutely without a question would have had feelings for Lil but he never would have acted on them because of James and because of how much okay and I'm just throwing this out there like I have so much information that we have like created and built up in our heads for this pairing so like I honest to god have a really hard time talking about it so like I'm doing my best but like how we have built up Remus as this character which I think is pretty accurate if I do say so myself (laughs) um he would do anything for his friends absolutely anything because his entire life he had no friends he couldn't he was homeschooled he had such a rough time growing up because he didn't have the wolfsbane potion he was literally transforming every month he was scared his parents were scared I would assume that they probably like had to like lock him somewhere during transformations for it to be safe. Like he went through so much. So like walking into Hogwarts and having the opportunity to make friends at Hogwarts, um, he would have done literally anything for James, Peter, and Sirius, including break the rules when you know he really didn't want to. Um, (laughs) ignore things that they were doing as a prefect. Like everybody's like, oh, Remus isn't innocent. Like he just watched James bully Snape. You're absolutely right. He did. But that's because there was no way in heck that he was going to say something to James because he was worried at any point that he could lose a friend. So he was going to let them do whatever they wanted. And he was just going to happily go along so like think how often do you think James talked about Lily in their in their uh, dorm room all the time so do you really think she's got nice skin right (laughs) (laughs) so like do you really think that he would ever 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 even attempt to like befriend Lily Evans if James wasn't befriending Lily Evans like that is, I think where the holdup was, because again, he'd do anything for his friends. But then I also think that Lily being who we've created Lily to be, who I believe is super compassionate, super fiery. She knows what she wants and she's going to get it. Um, she kind of reminds me a lot of Ginny, I think, in that, in that, which again is kind of weird that Harry winds up with Ginny, but whatever. But like, but like, I do genuinely see a lot of correlation between, um, between Lily and Ginny, and I think that, 
I think that Lily, I think that Lily could have put herself out there, but like a lot of you are saying, like in the Potter verse, Remus didn't love himself at that point. So he was never going to maybe even realize or act on feelings for someone else. And like, I think that, um, I think that Remus would have been more Lily's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like jam, (laughs) like in terms of a person, like, I feel like he probably was more um, similar to her in terms of things that they liked, et cetera, et cetera. But he was never going to act on that. And like, we see how hard it was for him to finally admit and come around to Tonks. Like there was no way 16 year old Remus was ever going to do that. I mean, obviously like in this story that we've created, Lily worked really hard and did get him to admit it. But like, yeah, his self-esteem is so low that what like, self-esteem? yeah, like he doesn't have any self-esteem. <laughs> um, he like genuinely hates himself. <laughs> like whenever he's in school, he hates himself. So I think that like Lily could have been the person who was there for him as a friend to care for him. She would have definitely been compassionate to the fact that, I mean, she would have figured out that he was a werewolf if she got to know him well enough she would have been there for him. She probably would have became an animagus with them had she been given the opportunity. And the fifth um, marauder. she was probably just like... She was the fourth. Just, yeah, really, truly, truly. Mm-hmm. I just think that in an alternate reality, if Lily could have convinced Remus to love himself, he could have realized the feelings and also there are many a times in the story that the way that Remus talks about Lily to Harry is questionable okay (laughs) he clearly had feelings for her that's all I'm saying okay yes I really really like what Kendra said where she said I do agree that Lily would have been great for Remus I'm just not sure Remus would have been good for Lily and I think I agree um but in the same way that like when people talk about Lily and James and how he wasn't good for her and you know that sort of thing it takes away any sort of agency that Lily has as a character like to make her own choices and and decide what's best uh for her and who's who's a good person um so so I kind of struggle with with that component I don't disagree like I think as a person who also likes tragically broken specifically men in in my characters and, and reading and, and tv shows yeah. love oh. them right the give more me broken, a the more broken my man opens oh right my God. I, i'm all about it i have but, this really oh, sorry i don't want to cut you off no 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 i'm just i think i i struggle with the idea of them actually getting together and that sort of thing um i see it i agree with what you're saying and I do think Lily would have been so good for Remus. It would have been great for his little tortured soul. Um, but I feel like Lily needed somebody. A bully? She needed a bully? Is <laughs> she that needed a saying? challenge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she needed a challenge and someone that was going to, you know, that wasn't afraid to throw it back to her in the same way that like Lily did or that Harry did. He needed yeah. Ginny, right? 
I will to, say to put him in his place in but our story. He's the Rima, challenge. Rima screws up a lot. <laughs> well, a but, lot. But, honestly, but honestly, I mean, like, look at him in the Potter books. Yeah, like, he's definitely a challenge. Man. And I think that, like, he broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I can see, like, I can see what people are saying. But, like, honestly, for me personally, James is not he's a good person. Issue. He's not a good issue. person. And I, and I think that. I really struggle with being like, he found the girl and changed. Like, I hate that so much. I, I truly, and you know, if somebody wants to try to uh, convince me that James is a good person, I give that challenge to somebody, but I truly, truly, truly dislike James. And I think that I think James is bad for Lily. And I think that um, both James and Remus were fixer uppers in different ways. If you think about it, he's just a bit of a fixer upper. Right. And in my opinion, Remus is the more worthy fixer upper because James was a bully point blank. Remus has legitimate issues that need help and he has lots of tissues at the end of the day is a good human like to me James is not a good human I realize that he's young but like if I was in high school and I was in the dating pool last person I'd go to would be James like quite literally fair 100% I don't disagree in the slightest James was trash uh the the problem with trying to base opinions on what little crumbs of character development that we get Mm -hmm. is is really difficult to do uh so like I'm not in the same breath that I'm not willing to say that James was not a bully because he absolutely was and he was awful and a complete product of you know growing up super privileged and aware that he's good looking and talented and you know whatever else um I'm also not willing to say that he couldn't have changed to a certain extent I don't like the whole oh he met the girl he wanted to be with and so he changed for her gross change for yourself be a better person yeah sort of thing but I also don't want to take away from Millie's you know agency and, and power and decision making in her own life that she didn't know what was best for her either to to say that James was the wrong choice. Um, but, you know. It's one of those weird things, like, when you have an OTP that you care so oh, yeah. much oh, about. Yeah. There's, no, it's like, there's no turning it off. Yeah. It's like, once I, once my mind focused in on something in the text that was like, oh my God, why did this not happen? Like, I see it right here. You cannot unsee it it just is it's just you can't but like Brandon I love you but Remus is not passive (laughs) I need to say this on the podcast Remus in my opinion is one of the least passive characters he stands his ground with what he believes in and good luck changing his mind on something as you can see with Tonks like that man is not pat if he was passive he would have been like okay Tonks we can be together pat pat let's go that's, he's not passive. It's, 
I think stubborn. His, his very stuff stubborn. is very, very much like internalized self-hatred and, yeah. and those sorts of things. And so it comes off as passive in that sort of sense, um, where he's not willing to risk dragging anyone else down. Yeah. Um, and that's what seems passive in that sort of sense. He's being active in his own beliefs and that sort of thing, but it comes across to other people as passive um, in yeah. those sorts of, of relationships or maybe passive isn't the right word. It's more of like a stubborn, subordinate <laughs> sort of a thing. You know, he prioritizes other people's wants and needs above his own. Um, yeah. And, okay. And I get that. I think what, I'm taking from from this sort of thing is the idea that Lily didn't need someone to do that. She was going to put herself first. Um, she didn't need somebody else to put her first. Um, and I think that would have been. But too... neither does Tonks. You know what I mean? No. So like, well, and I think Tonks was willing to to dive in in a way um, that maybe Lily wouldn't have been. I don't know. I don't think we know enough about Lily to make. Those I feel kinds like Lily now in your fic totally different world right do whatever the hell you want well I do feel like (laughs) Lily is probably one of the quote main characters that we know the least about like Mm -hmm. even less than the marauders realistically because at least the marauders get a little bit more airtime with like the memories and Lily is just like very briefly there um so like we know that she's fiery because of how she comes in hot with like what are you doing and all that kind of stuff but like I just, uh, I just like really despise, I just really despise the, the Lily James like storyline, like what we do get from it. I'm just like, to me, and again, we, yes, canonically, we don't know much about Lily, but my idea of who Lily is like, it just doesn't make sense. Like I seriously, like I look at it and I'm like, she would not have gone for James. She would, I mean, obviously she does like whatever the author just got it wrong, but it's fine. But like, that's just not her type. It's not her type. It's not who she is. It doesn't make sense to me. And I 100% think that James could have changed. Right. Yeah. But I think the five to seven, like timeframe was very quick. Mm-hmm. For, for something like that to have happened like if the things we saw in Snape's memory in was that five with like the Veritaserum no not the Veritaserum um, uh, there, yes yeah. um, in those memories because that was like in their year five right mm-hmm. I think so like if that would have happened in four even mm-hmm. on the heels of of three four and then he evolved as a human being and by six, seven was a normal matured human. That makes more sense to me, but like for things to have been spring of five, basically year five, when he was flipping him upside down and behaving that way. And then by seven, he had completely turned his personality around. Feels a little abrupt, but. Brandon has a good point, Meg. Hmm. he does if james was truly a terrible person would remus really stick around him he had no friends he would do anything for anybody 
I, that's why I wanted Lily and Remus to just be really good friends. I fast an friends with because he needed a really good friend. Yeah, and then maybe later in life, like post Hogwarts, if Remus could ever get it together, maybe do some therapy. Lots of therapy. What do you have? Now? I think that I think that my biggest thing with James is like he comes across as incredibly selfish too with the whole Lily like first of all Lily might not have feelings for you and like you're just all about like pushing yourself on her which I think is not okay um so to like go from that to being like yeah you're my favorite person ever I'm gonna marry you is just a little shocking to me (laughs) maybe you need to go read some jilly fix no I don't need to I really don't need to no no I don't hate them and I still don't want to read that thank you I found an article on screen rant called 10 ways James Potter got worse and worse. It's val- <laughs> it's validating my feelings. <laughs> I agree with Marguerite. She said, we just need a Marauder backstory. I mean, yes, I'm sure it would tell us what we're missing. But if Remus and Lily she... didn't at least like go on a date together, then it would be wrong. Like one date, <laughs> just, just one date. <laughs> what, if, what if they didn't go on a date, but you got like Remus writing down his unrequited love for Lily in a, yes, in a diary absolutely I would yes sold okay yep there you go oh I've never That's thought of him as a diary person I could see that he's totally a diary person yeah I think all of them were diary people maybe not James but like serious <laughs> James is too serious <laughs> the only reason that I could see James writing a diary is so that he could read it again later in life to be like oh yeah look at that good idea that I had I need to boost my ego <laughs> <laughs> Janine, yes, Voldemort is also a diary person. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, Sirius would totally be a it's not a diary, it's a journal person. Jenny Fire said that for sure. Voldemort's a diary person. <laughs> okay, this. Reason Wait. 10. <laughs> he justified his bullying as his attraction to Lily. This got yeah. me. James had it out for Severus from the moment he saw him on the Hogwarts Express. His earlier bullying could be excused as the immaturity of a young child, but James made it worse by actually trying to justify it by diverting this bullying towards his attraction to Lily. Harry's visit to Snape's worst memory in the Pensieve confirmed that James targeted Snape more because he was friends with Lily, something that made him jealous. Rather than realize his bullying was wrong, James ended up coming up with an excuse to do so and made up his mind that it was down to love. Common trope. I hate it, but yeah. common. You ever watch One Tree Hill? No. Mm, okay. I'm just picking up some very serious... Naley vibes, Nathan Scott messing with Haley to get at Lucas, who she was really good friends with. Can we all just not play games and just like be real? We're too adult. That's the problem with with these relationships of children. We're too adult and we don't (laughs) like people playing games. I like this one too. 
We're old. Yes, this is accurate. But seven, he became limited to his friend circle. And this also actually could fall on Remus as well. But while there are a lot of things similar between the Golden Trio and the Marauders, Harry actually improved upon himself by making more friends and allies over the year. This was instrumental in him winning the war as help was always there. Meanwhile, James put himself into a corner, uh, into the corner he was in before his death as he was far too reliant on the few friends that he had. His social life took a hit after his friends had other important things to do and James was left feeling isolated with nobody to visit while he was in hiding. He could have even had other friends to take baby Harry in after his demise, but didn't grow as a person to form new connections. (laughs) Whoever wrote this article really does not like him. Was it did you? you? Wrote this article? <laughs> I did not <laughs> write this article. <laughs> I feel like it's taken quite a bit for granted of sh- things we just don't know. Yeah. Like you're taking, uh, not you, because you didn't write this article. I did I'm not. willing to believe you. Um, <laughs> you know, these are all just things that maybe happened in off screen bill or they're creating them. Um, which doesn't feel entirely fair. You can still dislike the character for all the reasons that are actually on the page. Mm -hmm. And that's completely valid. Um, But I don't think we need to give them additional ammunition (laughs) for reasons that he's trash. James is just trash. That's all. That's my hot take. (laughs) There's your Marietta Minute. Yeah. It was 60. It was 60 <laughs> minutes, but it's fine. 60 Marietta. Um, Remus hmm. is never actually mean to Snape. He just doesn't stand up for him or tell James to stop, which I'm not saying is okay. No, it's not okay. Um, I mean, but I think we do see Remus have a, a snarky, rude side um, that comes out in the Marauder's map. Well, you know? also... And if that, that's his personality being put into this object, it's probably not something that he wouldn't have said to him. I will say, Remus uh, with the bog art, that, that was kind of a low blow. <laughs> oh, with having Neville. Oh, so yeah. that was kind of not nice. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, the fact that this kid's whose parents were tortured into insanity, his worst fear is his teacher says a little bit more about Snape than how Remus decided to make it funny but thank you that helps me that makes me feel a little bit better anytime anytime I know I have a I honestly I mean I don't know I'm gonna back myself into a corner here (laughs) you got to tell me that you love Snape again uh no no actually I was gonna say I have a hard time defending Snape against things Remus may say but then why can't I do the same for James (laughs) Because I just can't. (laughs) We love a self-aware queen. (laughs) But that's okay. That's the whole point of an OTP though, right? Like you don't have to answer any questions about why they're your favorite and you don't have to justify it in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, literally like underneath my hot takes of relationships, the first one that I put on there was James and Lily because I hate them. It just feels cliche and like uh, in the same way that yes. Harry and Ginny did, right? Yeah, truly. I don't hate it. I just I hate it. 
I'm gonna go completely off tangent. Uh, there's a big fluffy white dog outside my window right now. Go right outside right now and pet it. What a happy boy. Did we, did we ask, Mia, did you give us your OTP? No. Okay. No. I don't really have one. That's fine. That's fine. Potter. I don't think I spent a whole lot of time shipping folks in, in Potter. Like I knew I had favorites and I guess who I wanted to get together. I never wanted Harry and Hermione to get together, ironically enough. Uh, I really love them just as like besties. I really do. Like as the girl who grew up with a bunch of guy friends um i was all about platonic friendships and they made me happy in that sort of scenario so maybe maybe my otp is harry and hermione's friendship hey them not being in a romantic relationship i like that um because I don't know. I think I was so focused on other things that I wasn't thinking about romantic relationships in reality, like based in Caitlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Reality. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when the other books came out, it became more and more difficult to continue rooting for things or wanting to even see Dramione happen or yeah. Blaze and Jenny. Like at the you hit a certain point in those books and there's no turning back. Like, right. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to go with Harry and Hermione as besties. Platonic besties. That's my OTP. Leave them I alone. I love that. I love that. I don't have a, a soapbox to get on about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll need to explain to anyone. I, so like as much as like Steve Clovis definitely um definitely pushed his opinions on the Harry Hermione relationship I do love the moment of them dancing in the tent as Mm -hmm. friends I think it is a fantastic I don't think that that was necessarily his intention with that but I that's how I view it and I love that moment for them I think that their friendship is something that is so important and so Mm -hmm. uh rare honestly to like see a platonic friendship that deep between a male and female character um, I think, is I awesome. I think that's, that's further evidence of them being my, my OTP was just, I didn't, I didn't take any of those scenes that I was seeing as romantic in any sense. Um, and so then like one of the scenes that I think maybe hits me the hardest in seven part two um, is when Harm's like, I'll go with you. Ma'am, stop. We still have movie to get through. I can't be <laughs> crying right now. Um, <laughs> or if you go all the way back to, what is it, Chamber, when she uh, runs through the Great Hall after she's been, like, unpetrified uh, and hugs Harry. And, like, yeah, they've just question. been besties from jump. Like, yeah. you know, no awkwardness, no questions about it sort of a thing I loved that that was a great friendship yeah Mm. agreed agreed but we'd like to move on to uh like a true hot takes Mm -hmm. yeah and like these don't need to be long conversations about them it can literally just be drop them nuggets yeah 
spicy uh, chicken nuggets. Yeah, Sorry. this one, uh, when I, I actually heard it off of a, a podcast that was Hold formerly on quickly, known. Um, James and Lily. What? Not a good relationship. That's my Not hot take. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead, Katie. Uh, as my one remembers, it used to be called Paterotica. I think I brought this up on the pod oh, that one was a time. Great podcast. Uh, they're still around, but they're called like Fangasm now, and they do a bunch of just like a bunch of different fandoms. Um, but they, this is I do not like this pairing, and it scarred me. But they did a Filch Umbridge fan fiction, and I nope, that is a cold it, take. We Frigid actually cold had to stop listening. To yeah, I couldn't. Because I couldn't do it. No. It was awful. Could not do it. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. that was, that's a bad one. I just, Umbridge with anybody. She's just so mean. She doesn't deserve well, happiness. <laughs> it's so mean, but you know what? She thrives know. on not. Here, wait, here's your, here's your shift, right? It's going to be Umbridge and James. oh yes they're perfect for each other really you would go that far okay no but i really do hate james okay all right we're on the spectrum we are no he doesn't deserve to be with umbridge but like you know what maybe him and snape needed to work some things out together i don't hate it (laughs) i mean Oof. Yeah. I think I've already said one of mine repeatedly, um, but adult characters and children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Snape and Hermione and Remus and Hermione are some of my least favorite. Any of them. Ugh. This is gross. Not here for it. No, no, it's not okay. And I would very much like to recommend someone unpacking some of that if that's your otp yeah i would love to hear stories of why you think that that's a thing a pairing i don't hate is dreary i like dreary i'm kind of into that like i love a good enemies to lovers right like i also Mm -hmm. really appreciate like the really silly memes like the cutesy fluffy memes that come out about it like the dreary fan art yeah. Oh, the spice. Oh. The spice. Good. But it'll be like mm-hmm. Ron opening Harry's phone and like mistaking a message as from someone who is not Draco and ends up being Draco and it's hilarious. Like those cute things. They always make me laugh. Yeah. But like I could about, see it. It's it's not about a relationship per se, but like I never understood and fixed the idea of them doing the horizontal mambo on a broomstick yeah how does that work like, what are the mechanics there because yeah. a broomstick is <laughs> it's a broomstick yeah <laughs> my favorite thing in fanfics is that like the room of requirement was like a room that people would go to to just like have some time have some like time. heating charms they're little they're little heating charms for uh when it's cold outside Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Brandon no <laughs> um I also and like this is canon 
Bellatrix and Voldemort still (laughs) just (laughs) I just I like part of me like I'm like I want to know details uh, then I don't want to know details but like has he taken a bath recently did he wear socks no (laughs) (laughs) did he at least get a manicure beforehand did Bellatrix keep her corset on I can't I can't it's like the filch numbers thing I can't let my mind even think Honestly, about going I think there it's worse than the I can't thing. Yeah, it might be I just you know brush your teeth okay <laughs> you gross Tom Riddle you wash nice. your feet wash your feet brush your teeth I'd say brush your hair but he ain't got none <laughs> okay I have one more that is just kind of funny McGonagall and Mrs. Norris. <laughs> cat form? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I this do. is off topic. Did, did anyone think McGee and Dumble ever? I always thought Dumble and Poppy. Yes, yeah, same. Because he okay. mentions the, the earmuffs. Blu- he blushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I actually never thought McGonagall viewed them as really good friends, I guess, like Harry and Hermione, you know? Dumbledore okay. and McG. Okay. Did you? I mean, I think I had a moment when, and this was just, you know, third grade brain. Ah, headmaster and headmistress, they must be together. Ah. Uh, That's not how schools work, but. Maybe. I'm sure at some point in my education, I also probably thought that the, like the principal and assistant principal were were together too. So, because you know, teachers <laughs> can't have lives outside of no, no, of course no. not. They don't know anybody outside of the school building. Nope. Um, they actually just live so in their some... classrooms. Yeah, I do. <laughs> except that I have three classrooms. <laughs> I live in my office on campus. How about that? I'm gonna pull the lightning are there any other hot takes that that anybody wants to say before i pull lightning questions i don't think so um we didn't really talk about ron and hermione too much just that they're meant to be except if you're the author well no (laughs) oh yeah i totally forgot about that absolute garbage She's garbage. So her opinion means nothing to me. <laughs> ah, you are wrong about the characters you created. Anyway, next first question <laughs> is from Kendra. Can we talk about Neville and Luna? I like and don't like them. It's like I think that they're cute. I do kind of feel like Luna would be with somebody more quirky um, than Neville. And I feel like sometimes they're lumped together because they're like the leftovers. You know what I mean? And then that like makes me feel sorry for them because it's like, oh, well, Ginny and Harry and then Ron and Hermione and like, oh, yeah, there's Neville and Luna. We're just going to have them be together. Um, 
but I also don't like hate the pairing either I'm kind of just like indifferent to them I think I liked Neville and Luna about as much as I liked Hermione and Neville Mm, oh yeah I forgot that that was a pairing like they're just there I actually really liked Harry and Luna Mm -hmm. um over Neville and Luna anyway I'm indifferent honestly yeah like I like (laughs) I do (laughs) I do like the little bit they did put in the movie because like I can even see that fitting in and like obviously they just don't end up together but I thought it was cute how like Neville is like I'm gonna go find Luna now that it's like all over and like also that he like is all fired up and he's like I gotta go tell her how I feel like that was Mm -hmm. cute um was it necessary no do I hate that it was there no it's not like the burrow on fire to me you know yeah that didn't happen no that it didn't you know what else didn't happen you know what else didn't sorry go ahead (laughs) no I was gonna say you added the burning the burrow down months before they're supposed to have a wedding there uh and And everything's fine yeah cut out the second biggest fight scene in the series Mm-hmm. 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 yeah that would have been so much cooler cinematically to show than running around the marshes of the borough i mean what do i know harry and voldemort's fight at the end is the literal worst that's all i'm saying <sighs> yeah gotta get that let's finish this together like and then i wind up with voldy bits in my mouth as he drifts away when and they becomes nothing when they like combine you know like i hate that when they jump and and yeah, then it's like and their, their faces, faces and they're like ah, ah, ah. i i don't i hate it i don't like that i Just also like harry's really reckless but i don't see him jumping off a cliff of hogwarts just yeah. into the abyss i don't i don't know um brandon Ooh. asks when you me and you keg say remus is hot do you mean book Remus, movie Remus, or thick Remus? Well, to me, book and thick Remus are the same. And the answer is that. Yeah. Same. Which is interesting. Why? Sorry, I was giving Ravenclaw their points for bingo. Because oh. um, <laughs> I, I think that like what is thick is different than book uh, in terms of the additional, and I'm sure much more developed and better written backstory that you get for Remus um, that comes in fic. Um, so saying they're the same. Feels hmm. like. I guess just like visually, they can also both I be visualize hot. them the same. <laughs> they can both be hot. Yeah. To be clear. Um, I visualize I them the same. Okay. Yeah. I think same. I mean, don't get me wrong, David Thewlis. I got nothing against him. I have nothing against him. He's just too old to play Remus. Yeah, That's I all. I mean, all of them it's were the too shame old. wizard. We were talking today, I think, to Meg's mom about something. I don't know. Remus came up, of course, because that's just what happens normally in our household. And she was like, wait, that old guy? And we were both like, first of all, he's not actually old. Like, he's only in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> like, all defensive. Oh, boy. First of um, all, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Katie suggests Marietta and Ernie Mac. I mean, Ernie Mac thinks he's basically the best. And Marietta thinks she's the shiz too, because, you know. I don't like either of them. Go ahead. They can make a happy couple. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Marietta Whatever. deserves Ernie and Ernie deserves Marietta. That's my hot take. <laughs> I'd like to think that Marietta deserves better, but... I mean, yeah, I really don't like Ernie. What about, um, oh, this is going to make me sound so, so, um, vain. I don't know what I'm thinking about, what the word is. Um, but what, what's her name? Midgen, the Hufflepuff. Eloise. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eloise Her and Marietta. Her and Marietta. They can bond over their facial scars. Ernie Mac is dead. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is. Who's the Who's the Ravenclaw that sucked that Jenny dated? Was it Michael Corner who also yeah. sucked? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. can die too. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kendra wants to know what the Remus Lily ship name is. We've actually never named it. No, we haven't. That's very. Strange. Is it Lemus or is it really? Lemus sounds like lemur. I know. I kind of like lemurs. I kind of like lemus. But really is like, it's really real. Oh, that's true. Really, really exists. It really like, does. Really it really does. Like, really. Let's do really. Or would it be like Remley? Mm, or Remley. Lilis? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, last one is from Sam um as we know memories can be altered can they also be tinted by your feelings about the memory or the person in the memory for example snape's memories or are they just 100 percent straight what happened hmm. interesting i wonder if you can intentionally tint it but like you can't change what happened you know what yeah. i mean like it, i mean that's mm-hmm. it, it's that's hard because of so how like, you drop into a memory right like you're as a third third person person. yeah you see everything so it's not like like terry had to choose to follow snape in that memory because he's like wait this is snape's memory i should see what's going on he could have been in any part of that memory right i think so what if like the the feelings you feel about the memory that you're viewing that you saved right so like the way snape felt with that memory when you fall into it and you view it even as a third person, you like feel those feelings at the same time, right? So like in the way that we think about like secondhand embarrassment and cringe and, mm-hmm. you know, those sorts of things. What if you feel that when you fall into the memory? Um, so you get like a full body experience. That's interesting. I guess I don't, I don't really know. That is an interesting you question. Know, like you I think feel that be- hate like that Snape had for James and like the shame and embarrassment and all of that if Harry took all of that in um when he watched it and maybe in real life like for a normal third party viewer it wasn't as bad (laughs) you know because Snape felt it um personally you got to experience it personally uh so you felt it more that's interesting Hmm. I think it would show up as tinted, though. Like, if you tried to alter things in any way, um, 
or if like your perspective had jade show like jaded it somehow um i think physically it would have appeared altered also magic man mm. that's the cool thing is like we don't know Mm-mm. and that's what i love about it yeah so why fanfics are worth your time yep yeah totally i totally. really i really love fan fiction we have a we have a tie did we did get a bingo bingo points yes they did yeah they would uh janine won bingo for ravenclaw guys it's tied right now can you give it to both we have before i did it without me gets points for hosting thank you (laughs) well i'm assuming it's between ravenclaw and who Well, they're in. Oh, okay, okay. That's why she doesn't want to give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, usually the last time this happened, we gave it to both. So, also, first of all, congrats to Janine. She got bingo. That went to Ravenclaw, and Slytherin and Ravenclaw are tied with 150 points each. Wow! Well, I also so... doled out points during a recording. You did. That was very impressive, but not worthy of getting points. <laughs> Watch me give myself a point right now. You can't stop me. <laughs> Why is there a bug in here? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah, that is true. Points. The time before that, we asked the two hosts questions to win. So it could be like, what if we were to do a trivia question between me and you and whoever gets it right? Now I'm going to feel really bad when I lose for Ravenclaw. It's fine. <laughs> Guys, fine. come up with a good trivia question. Let's do it. The first trivia question that comes through is going to be it. Oh, something is happening outside of our door, and there's barking, and my mom is yelling. She yelling at someone? She yelled at Iggy. She's trying to get Phil to eat his food. Oh. <laughs> what exactly? A particularly good finder. Next. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> it was, I don't know. A tri- come on, guys. A trivia question. Come on. Come on. On the spot. On the spot. What are we doing? You're welcome. A trivia question. I didn't hear the question because I was dealing with something. No, there is no. Oh. oh and. In. <laughs> no. A Harry Potter trivia question. What did Mike make for me for dinner? A cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. <laughs> Is it all the same as everyone? Their left arm, their left forearm. But what if they got their dark mark tattoos in different places? Like, what if Bellatrix had a a, a tramp stamp dark mark? Oh my! <laughs> Is the answer the left forearm? Because if that's the case, then Mia gets it. Or is it the right forearm? Are we trying to In do this to award the house cup? Answer. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel like we should just give it to both because that's what we did last time. But <laughs> so I spent all this time answering these questions. <laughs> yeah. Who is the oldest marauder? I think it's serious. I think it is serious. Yeah. We're not doing a very good job of, like, making sure that one of us answers it first. 
<laughs> we're just talking about She's it like, i think it's this yeah i think you're yeah, right I think you're right okay, we're just both- really supportive of other houses just <laughs> both houses to are both. gonna win both houses are gonna win because we suck and can't i'm decide. doing it i'm doing it i know he's happy all right katie give me that fan story fan story okay this comes from lay susnovich that's a cool name who gave uh, Ravenclaw 50,000 points? Was that Brandon? Oh, uh, it certainly oh, wasn't me. <laughs> I don't believe you. Look at that what? smile. It, it really that's... wasn't me. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it really wasn't me. <laughs> I'm over here trying to make sure that both of us get the dang house cut. Listen, I'll stop typing. I'm sorry. I love you. Or okay. Was it this Vinny? Uh, this comes from Lay from March. He wouldn't do that to Slytherin. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> March of 2019. Wouldn't he? He's helped no. us in the past. Sorry, Katie. That's okay. <laughs> um, hello, you wonderful Swish and Flick podcast hosts. So I was late to the Swisher party and just started listening about a month ago as of March 2019 and fell in love with the podcast instantly. I work at home with just the three freaking adorable kitties my husband and I adopted during the day on my food blog, which I enjoy being, which I enjoy being an introvert, but it does get too quiet. Listening to your podcast makes me feel like I'm chatting and listening to four, well, five, including the wonderful Florence, hilarious, smart, and thoughtful friends about my favorite series. My Potter story started when I was 16, since that was how old I was when the first book came out in the U.S., I was actually waiting for my best friend at her house before we headed out shopping and her little eight-year-old brother was reading it. He told me all about it excitedly and I made a mental note that I had to try them, but was wondering if I was too old for them. Fast forward three years to college and I needed something fun to read since I was burning out on my school reading. The first four books were out by that point and I saw them at the store, picked them up and I haven't been able to stop loving the series since. I always grew up as a bit of a loner and had a lot of medical problems that made me feel different, so the series spoke to me on so many levels. When Order of the Phoenix came out, I had just come home from the hospital after an 11-hour surgery to reconstruct my jaw since it had grown abnormally and it had to, and it had to wait until my bones had fused to fix it. Having it waiting for me since I pre-ordered it made my recovery so much better. I went to the final two midnight releases after that, and I love that I wasn't the only 20-something without children there. I will never forget sobbing uncontrollably when I put down the seventh book after reading it all night and the next day with very few breaks. I was so happy to find your podcast so that I could get into the series again after adulting kind of came in the way, came in the way of reading as much as I would like in general, not just Potter. The revelations and connections that I missed are so awesome, and I love how it is for such different and fantastic personalities that work together so well. I've also absolutely loved being a part of the Facebook group, and it is always so positive and fun. For my fun facts, I am a Ravenclaw, but I think my love of food, um, I'm even trained as a chef, and loyalty give me some... What? Thank you, chef. (laughs) Have you not watched the bear? No. Sorry. Katie. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> that one's over my head. Uh, and loyalty give me some puff tendencies too. My Patronus is a white stallion. My Ovamorny house is Puckwudgie, and my wand is Laurel Wood with Dragon Heartstring, twelve and three quarter inches with unyielding flexibility. Thanks again for such a fantastic podcast, and I can't wait to keep listening. Lots of love, Lay. 
I love that. I love that too. Also, I'm glad that you are like beyond that crazy surgery and I hope everything is still going well yeah, and really fine. constructing your jaw that's not that's rough yeah that sounds like a rough recovery so I'm glad that you had some good books no kidding also Claus took the cup tonight so ayo for you perfect story but I really mean, like also Slytherins did too but whatever <laughs> um seriously like anytime someone says something like kind like this it just hits me right in my feels so thank you very much I now have to come up with a joke I'm using my new Hufflepuff book probably should have used Ravenclaw do I have Ravenclaw I do I don't have Slytherin um let's see how do you make a horse immortal don't ask me how that has to do with Harry Potter with the horse or a stone. <laughs> that one's really bad. It's really bad. Like Brandon says said the Ravenclaw joke. It's not. It's no, it's Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. It's Hufflepuff. Oh. Uh, Brandon says tell his dad joke from D&D. Oh god, I'm gonna tell it wrong though. Do you remember the exact wording? Because I'm gonna tell it wrong. Can you I'll make yourself a speaker and tell us, Brandon? Yeah, Brandon, please, you can come on. But See, now I'm too nervous. Maybe I shouldn't tell the joke. <laughs> no, you have to tell the joke. <laughs> okay. So my friend actually was in Vegas with his kid and his fiance, and they were playing hide and seek, and he actually got seriously injured, so they had to go to the doctor. The only peekaboo accident I've ever heard of, he's in the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> now imagine being told that not knowing a joke is coming you're like oh my god what happened I know. <laughs> y'all should have heard mama p in the background oh my god <laughs> she laughed last night so hard oh, oh boy that, that was thank you that for was a joke. taking the time always but i guess i'll leave you leave you to close out your own podcast huh all right <laughs> What a, on what that note, be talking in Discord. <laughs> oh, he left the stage. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. If you are so inclined, you can follow us on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Petrus Family. Mia, would you like to plug anything? You're more than welcome to. Now's your time to shine. I don't really think anybody wants to follow me on Twitter because it's mostly me yelling about the soccer and academia. So, but maybe they will. I mean, if you really want to, it's at Dr. Underscore Mia Kelly. So fancy. Academic Twitter. The doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Got that fresh, that fresh PhD. Thanks, Jess. If That's you're it. following her already, just unfollow just to refollow. Yeah, there you go. We haven't done a what have we been up to in a while. I think. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, obviously, if you listen to the last episode, you know that we were just at LeakyCon. I just want to give another shout out to Goblet of Wine. Those ladies are amazing. They're so funny. You should go listen to their podcast. You should also go listen to Fanatical Fix. And you should just you should just check out all kinds of Potter podcasts because we're a huge community and we all love each other and it's like the best. Um, I am on Empire of Storms in Throne of Glass. Mia finished them before me <laughs> and started 
much <laughs> later than than I did. Um, Listen, there was one day where Meg was just like, "Mia's gonna finish these." I know she's I gonna like, finish I can't these. Let her finish before me, and then there it happened. And then I did. It happened, <laughs> and then I did. Yeah. Listen, I I don't know how to not read quickly or like I don't know what like I don't know back. why I am not with if I'm in it I'm in it well, we've yeah, also been really I busy usually am but I think that yeah I just like have so yeah just have a lot going on read was not easy I gave up clear. on it I gave up yeah. on it um I'm just focusing on Empire of Storms right now and then I'll go back to Tower of Dawn it was it was hindering me from reading, which is when I knew it was not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know that I would do it again. Yeah, I listened to a lot of Throne of Glass and um, having to stop the audiobooks to go to another one whilst driving, not safe. So I was like, you know what? I need to just, I need to just pick one. I can't be going back and forth. It just wasn't working for me. So. Yeah, I'm on Empire of Storms. I am about halfway through it. Um, so the better of the two. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I know, Kale. Anyway, that's Katie. the only thing that's gonna gonna <laughs> suck. Yeah, is having to then read Tower of Dawn in its entirety. Basically, I'll just put the audiobook on like two point seven, fly through it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Katie's reading CC too. I am. Um, I have been like listening to it a lot, so I'm not like sure. Like, if I could say middle, blah blah blah. I am definitely more than halfway through. I think I'm on chapter fifty-three or fifty-four. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's just taking me a while. Which, you know, Meg's like, just bump it up a little, and I was like, I can't. My brain doesn't focus like that. I'm lucky I, I can do audio at all. And I'm glad that it helps me during running because. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. Sometimes, most times it's fine. Sometimes I like zone out and I'm like, oh, and I have to like go back until I recognize something I've listened to. But like, I will have to make sure that I like stop at chapters. So like if I have a 45 minute run and this chapter is only 30 minutes. I will stop that and then switch to music because I can't stop middle audio of a book. I mean, of a chapter. I don't even like doing that when I'm reading with my eyes either, but it's not as bad to me as when I'm listening for some reason. I don't know. Um, Yeah, just reading and running, really. R&R. I forgot I did start another book um, called The Paris Apartment by Lucy Folly like a murder mystery and I it turned on when I started the car today and my mom was in and it I listened to my audiobooks fast that's just what I did um or just what I do and my mom was like you can't understand that and I was like I, pr- I promise I can I like have to listen as fast as I would read it otherwise it just drags so anyway I forgot about that so I want to throw that in there but Mia what have you been up to you know, uh, well, I just submitted a manuscript for publication, so fingers crossed in like eight to 12 weeks, I'll hear something positive. Uh, it's about Sons of Anarchy, if anybody's watched Sons of Anarchy. 
because I'm an academic and I write about what I like and that's TV. I actually um, have never watched yeah. it. It's worth it at least once. Yeah. It's violent. I'll say that. Uh, well, I did watch Breaking Bad, which was pretty violent. So, um, You need to watch The Bear. Okay. So that Clearly, I missed a reference. My, my thank you, chef reference. Um, let's see what else. As as Megan said, I did read all of Throne of Glass in like the last month. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, pretty just... much it. I started reading uh, Miss Memory Lane. It's Colton Haynes' memoir. Hmm. Um, he was in Teen Wolf. Um, was also uh, in Arrow. So he was, he was friends with. Oh wait, is he in the guy who played Jake Gyllenhaal in the All Too Well short film? Dylan was he O'Brien. in Teen Wolf? Yes. Okay, so he's uh, friends with the Jake Gyllenhaal yeah, actor. Is, that's Colton. So Hayes. that means he knows Taylor Swift. Is that in he his memoir? Does, does he does he talk about Taylor Swift? I'm still deep and sweaty in his childhood at the moment um, okay so not yet not yet but you might be interested he's gay um and had a lot of issues with hollywood and folks telling him that he was never going to make it as an actor if he came out and having to deal with all sorts of that there's also a lot of trauma uh, yeah in the book so that's not terribly fun but heard great things so reading that preparing to go back for the fall semester trying to enjoy what's left of my summer we can still do a taylor swift podcast i stand by that hey brandon you have to listen (laughs) what if our podcast is we take brandon through all of taylor swift's discography for the first time i love that (laughs) brandon you've just been volunteered Listen, sir, we're going to sort through your internalized misogyny and then you can start caring for her. Yeah. <laughs> You're excused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also went to a Rage Against the Machine and run the Jules concert, which was nice. dope. I think that we're going to try and get tickets to JVN's comedy tour oh, tomorrow. Oh, man. Very nice. He's coming to Sampo. I am very excited. Teddy is loving life right now. I don't know if the purrs have picked up, but he is a purr. And well, Katie, end this thing so that. Oh my gosh! Sorry. Sorry. So that we can go watch another episode of Grey's before I go to bed because I have to. Really, I need to know where you're at in Grey's. Like I will. Okay, great. I mean, like. Does anybody who's in here care? Or have you not seen it? Listen, they're on like season 19 at this point. If you haven't seen seasons five, like at this point, that's on you. Wait, let me end it. Okay. Then we'll talk, Grace. Okay. Sorry that way for it's my not like takes about TV. Don't be sorry. 
Um, hold on. First of all, thank you, Mia, for coming on and spending your night with us and being the wonderful human that you are. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for filling in for for Tiff. For Tiff. I think that was one of our first shenanigans was uh, pretending we were you guys and I was Tiff. There you go. You've fulfilled. It's full circle. I've become Meef. I was going to say, if Brandon is beef, what are you? I was going to call you chief, but we can do meef. That's fine. I like it. Meef. Meef. But then you and Marcus. Yeah. I was so proud of all the photos I found for that April Fool's Day, man. That was an amazing time. I found some great photos. I'm really glad that none of that made that into the actual episode. Like, the train wreck. (laughs) Marcus is always grandpa. Yeah. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Well, thank you, and we love you, and let's do this again sometime. Thank you. I love We're you both. This Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> I mean, we could do it, Brandon. What should we call it? <laughs> so many options. <laughs> Just call it Meef and Beef. Meg Meef and Beef. Okay. Terrible dish. (laughs) Um, This episode is for not knowing the proper lines to movies. Well, it's clean sting. Yeah, Yeah. it's also for me from beef. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing! Just my voice. I'm over here trying to be serious. Not really, but you know. Black? Hmm? Black? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jokey white? Yes. Jokey white. Jokey tall iced white? Tall iced white. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I just swore. You know? I'm sorry. What? Um, I did. I did. I'm so Ugh. sorry. <laughs> Oh Let's man, I haven't, I haven't done that in a long time on Switch. I'm so sorry. That's uh, probably one of the things that had me most nervous about doing this. <laughs> I have the mouth of a sailor. My mom is being so loud. <laughs> she set off a smoke detector? No. <laughs> no, she didn't. The um, cheeseburger is banging. Is it? <laughs> so good. <laughs> What? He told the joke? I don't know. I better not tell you. Man, you're really going to believe all of them? <laughs> yes. Maybe. Oh, hey. <laughs> Look at that shirt. Nice shirt. Oh, that wow. Shirt. Cool shirt, it's a man. Shirt. I'm wearing a whole shirt. 